0: Yeah, it's a 56-seater. We don't have any seats left in it, so it looks like a school bus on the outside, but realistically it's somewhat of a Scandinavian little apartment that's got everything we need.
1: Welcome to Somewhere Else, the podcast that chats to people living in weird and wonderful ways. Each episode, your hosts, Domain Editors January Jones and Rose Donoghue, interview someone who's ditched the white picket fence for the path a little less travelled. Rose, have you ever considered packing up and giving the van life thing a go?
2: I have thought about it, but I don't think I'm as committed as some people because I would like to buy a van and travel around Australia. I think that would be a really cool way to see the country. But I can't imagine fitting my whole life into a van. I'm trying to think of, I live in a fairly small apartment at the moment and it's already quite difficult to store things do you think you could actually fit your whole life into a van? Oh, definitely not.
1: But there's something <laughs> appe- there's definitely something appealing about it. I mean, I grew up camping a lot as a kid and with caravans and tents and things like that. So I think there's something kind of, I don't know, there's something about that childhood um,
2: Fantasy. travel
1: adventure that, yeah, that I think I would enjoy.
2: I think both of us would be, like some people I know would not be able to even consider doing it. I know people who couldn't spend like two nights camping or in a van, whereas I I like the idea of it. I don't know if I could do it full time.
1: No, I think it'd definitely be a holiday holiday choice, but (laughs) (laughs) I mean, downsizing is just a bit of a scary thought.
2: Well, today our guests are graphic designer Emma Becklund and park ranger Felix Marshall. Last Easter, Emma and Felix decided to pack everything up and move into a converted school bus they have named the Sandy Bus. After two years of renovations, the Sandy Bus is now complete with French doors, fireplace and fully functioning kitchen and bathroom. To top it all off, Emma and Felix have a baby on the way. Thanks for joining (laughs) us, guys.
0: Thanks for having us.
1: Whose idea was it to give up the traditional house and go for a bus instead?
0: We travel a lot um, in our lifestyle and one morning we kind of just like we need to be able to sustainably fund our lifestyle except also, you know, plan a bit for the future. And I think Emma might have just said, what about a bus? Because we were looking at the whole tiny house situation Um, but a bus kind of jumped into our minds because it's already a structure and something easy to work with.
3: We'd we'd just walked enough one morning. We were laying in bed and Felix like went on Gumtree and just rode in school bus. Really? I don't, I, we don't really know why. <laughs> and then that was the first one that popped up and we were like, that's amazing. And it was pretty cheap. It was around $5,000, I think. Wow, that's less than I would have thought.
1: Yeah. Well, I guess school buses are big, aren't they? It probably has the the right structure mm.
3: to what you needed. Yeah, exactly. Only thing, this bus didn't have a backing. So that's probably why it was going pretty cheap. So it was already cut out. Right. right. Hence the beautiful
2: French doors exactly. that I see on in your yeah. Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's one of the best parts.
3: Yeah. Yeah. The deck and the French doors. And the deck, we were always like, yeah, obviously we're going to have a deck on the bus. And people are like, you have a deck on the bus? Like, what's going on? Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I was going to ask as well.
1: Uh, why Yeah, why a bus over a tiny house or a shipping container home? Or Was it for the travel aspect and the fact that you could move around with it?
0: The plan is never to travel in it. It's just, I guess, to be able to have a movable house, um, same as the whole tiny house scheme. Shipping container house is number one on our list. It was always going to be that, except the fact of um, not owning any property and um, not being in the right situation to be able to purchase any property this just seemed like the best option.
3: Yeah, and like with council regulations as well, like having it on wheels makes it a lot easier to kind of get around that. And then I guess definitely creatively the mm. space would just be so much more, um, has so much more character yeah, uh, so being it has a bus. Character. Yeah, because yeah. we, we were definitely looking at um, sort of trailer tiny house illusions. But it was a bit too A4 maybe for us and the bus just <laughs> seemed really cool, I guess.
0: These school buses are from South Australia and they've got really nice curvature. The colours are still the exact same colours as what they use today, which is bizarre, but it's called Pineapple Paniche. It's like oh, an Australian that. version of the American yellow school buses, but it's actually not a bus. Technically, it's a truck chassis that the uh, South Australian government uh, built school bus structures across it. It's a fifty-six seater. We don't have any seats left in it, so it looks like a school bus on the outside. But realistically, it's somewhat of a Scandinavian <laughs> little apartment that's um, got everything we need. So, <laughs> and speaking yeah. of
2: Scandinavian, Emma, you're from Sweden originally. Yeah. Can you tell us about when you moved here and whether, like, did you find the whole Australian What's the Australian housing market and situation like compared to in Sweden?
3: The first thing I noticed was definitely how cold your houses are. Yeah, we're not good at insulating in the same way as you are in Europe. Yeah, it's just, and I'm from the north of Sweden. So, you know, in in winter you get to like negative 20, 25. So it's pretty essential that your house is warm. So like when you shut the door, you're just in a T-shirt and and socks, you know. So that was pretty different coming to Australia, being a student and like all my friends studying we're like wearing beanies <laughs> and triple jumpers and I was like god this is just wild <laughs> and I had never heard of the van life kind of movement until I came to Australia so that was seven years ago so I guess it had maybe really started and we were just always really attracted to tiny house living and movement like for a lot of reasons um, probably one the main ones probably being environmental reasons as well like Downsizing, but also like not, you know, building using virgin uh, materials and like the whole kind of upcycling, recycling really appealed to us. Yeah, and were you um,
2: living together in a rental first up when you first yeah. met?
3: Yeah, exactly.
2: And How yeah. were you finding that? Did it feel sort of too expensive? And
3: um, no, it was it was great. Like we really enjoyed it. But I guess you come to a point when you're sort of ready to just be you. Um, and obviously, it's same as in Melbourne, like it's pretty expensive um, to just rent for yourself or buy. So, whereabouts is your bus located, and how did you come to
1: choose that area?
0: Uh, well, we met on the Surf Coast, and we both work there and have careers and community there, and all our friends, and both attracted there because of the surf. Realistically majority of our life is based around surfing so yeah the surf coast is the place to be really on mm, the victorian, victorian coast, coast. Yeah. yeah absolutely and we never really wanted to move away from that we call it the bubble it's really hard to leave a bubble it's pretty hard for us <laughs> to come here today but
3: but i guess being a bus we have the option if we wanted to exactly move yeah. north yeah. or yeah south. so you can still drive it
0: yeah absolutely so we could move it if we needed to.
2: And so tell us about, so you bought the bus, it was the first bus you saw, and then were you sort of spending time renovating it while you weren't doing your day jobs for a while?
0: Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> it was, it was pretty wild. Yeah. So we're both working full time and working on it weekends, evenings.
1: Did you do a lot of it yourself or did you have help from other people? Definitely
0: had help. So at first um, we bought it on the Mornington Peninsula, Um, and then we drove it through the Burnley Tunnel up the Pentland Hills to Ballarat, where my family is. And my dad is super, super handy, and so is my mum. And it sat there for like six months while we did the structural part of the back where the French doors are and the decking and started doing that fit out there um, because of the tools and capacity that we had there before we moved it down um, on the surf coast. And then once it moved to the surf coast, it was like, okay, we've had it for six months. Let's get down to it. And really any opportunity we had, we're working on it. Um, using friends, heaps of friends who have got, um, trades. So I've got a good friend who's a plumber. Um, he's definitely helped majority of the plumbing. Um, we've got friends who are electricians. They helped with that. Um, basically the key trades that you need that we don't have the skills in. We called on a, like upon others but mm. but really, everything
3: else we kind of we gave everything a crack like, yeah you know doing the bathroom and the tiling and like so we've done sort of all all the building parts ourselves together with felix's parents did was, you run into any
2: unexpected trouble or oh, issues probably heaps <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> it was yeah there's nothing
0: of, major though really yeah. like everything somewhat went smoothly we definitely learned the trades that I'd never ever do as a career that's for sure like <laughs> tiling oh man that's crazy I really
3: enjoyed, I really enjoyed that part you liked part. it
0: you yeah. have to be quite yeah. precise
1: don't you when you're laying them out and then doing the grouting and
0: mm. yeah and cutting tiles it's that's nah, not a nice job it's, uh, <laughs> but other than that not really any hiccups like at all We bent the bumper of the bus driving into the property and that was probably one of the main hiccups. But other (laughs) than that... Actually
2: driving it, what it's for.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but in saying that, it's a giant removalist truck. When we moved it, it was great. We only had to do one trip and that was it. It was great. Even though... everything in there. Yeah, we're only moving it like two kilometres from our previous Mm. house. But yeah, actually probably the biggest hiccup was we're building it on a steep driveway so nothing was flat. So it took you know, five times to measure everything and make it square and the likes, which, you know.
3: It's not completely
1: square, but yeah, only we could tell. Only we can tell, exactly. (laughs) Was this decision
3: financial or philosophical? A bit of both. Like we, yeah, we really enjoy the style of of living, obviously, being out on, on property, um. But it was also, yeah, hugely beneficial financially, um, so that we could keep our lifestyle of just packing up and going traveling.
0: You know, we're paying four hundred to four hundred sixty dollars, I think it was, for a rental in Janjak and now we pay like a quarter of that, a hundred bucks a week, and we have our own space and the likes. And I guess the cost of, you know, living where we are in the bus off the grid we're only relying on water which we're hooked up to a water tank so we have no power bills we've got no water bills so you have
2: solar panels on the top of the yeah we've
0: got solar panels for power um we run off lpg gas so i guess that's one bill if you look at it um we have big gas bottle that we change every few months that might be 80 bucks but
3: yeah and heating is firewood which we collect
0: but yeah i guess overall the cost of Doing what we've done from start to finish, it's been minuscule compared to building a house.
3: Yeah. Well, what's been like the the total cost?
0: Uh, I think it's like sixteen and a half thousand dollars. But I guess that's including buying the bus as well as majority of the things we've got in the bus are recycled. Like, yeah, we've got a tassie oak hardwood timber floor that we did in herringbone that took days and days, but it would cost you know a fortune to get done. Except we did it all by ourselves and it's all salvaged out of an old. Um, house in Ballarat but if you look at the fireplace the hot water service the toilet they're the things we bought new so they were the costly things pretty cheap house to build sixteen and a half and grand <laughs> so far and yeah don't have a mortgage so yeah feels pretty good
1: <laughs> so Rose and I spoke earlier about our, both of our fear of downsizing how did you guys go from downsizing from
3: a house to a bus um that was probably one of my like most enjoyable parts I think it was just a really nice cleanse of getting rid of stuff that you just don't even know you have because we were in a um in a rental like so we had yeah a bunch of camping gear like heaps of clothing just like shoes that I didn't even know I had and it, we had a big garage sale over quite a few days and I d I don't know, I kind of went a little bit crazy in there the with so Garrison. Crazy. I just like I was just ripping <laughs> everything out. feels <laughs> like I think we need this. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. Did you do the Marie
1: Kondo does it spark joy thing or did you just we more ruthless than that and just
0: No, it had a pretty good rule. Basically if we hadn't used it in the last twelve months it was out. Like there was no need for it. Um Yeah, so it was good except there was a few things that I was away with work a lot. Over that time, and I'd come back and be like, "Where's my, sud-? you know, whatever it is?" And
2: <laughs> your favourite shorts
1: are gone. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. And <laughs> Emma's like, "Oh, I think I sold them." But
2: because um, Emma, you've probably already done that when you moved to Australia.
3: Yeah, exactly. I, I yeah, I came over with like two suitcases, but it's pretty incredible how much you just require. You yeah. yeah. You're listening to Somewhere Else, the podcast about people living in weird and wonderful ways. I'd
2: like to ask about the fireplace. I want listeners to look at Emma and Felix's Instagram because it's so cute. It looks so great, but does it? Is also very functional. Does it keep you warm in the in the cold winters?
3: Yeah, definitely. Like it is. It's a small fi- fireplace. It's actually called Hobbit. Uh, <laughs> Hobbit. <laughs> that's cute. Um, it's, yeah, it's it's really efficient. It's great. But it doesn't, like, you, could, you, you can make a fire at night, but it doesn't, like, last overnight. So it will be our first full winter in the bus. So I guess it will be a bit of trial and error. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, um, we might have to just get up and chuck another log on. So that is your only
2: source of heating? Yeah. Yeah,
3: Yeah.
0: exactly. But but I guess but, a um, big one was on the surf coast, majority of the houses are surf shacks that mm. are holiday houses with no floor insulation, wall insulation, all the like. So yeah, of course. So most people on the surf coast are pretty used to living in shacks with no heating. And majority of our friends who come around now, like they think that our house is probably the warmer house on the whole surf coast <laughs> because, you know, it is a small space. It doesn't take much to heat up. Mm. Um, but, yeah, we lose a lot of heat through the windows and, um, But realistically, if we're there and, you know, overnight, it's fine, completely fine. Um, But yeah, the fireplace is definitely our saviour. Without it, it'd be pretty chilly, I think.
3: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I would definitely recommend that if you're doing a tiny house in Victoria. Yeah, you need a fireplace. For the north, it would be fine.
0: Yeah.
1: Mm. Um, How did friends and family react when you spoke about wanting to do this?
0: I think they just know us well enough. They're <laughs> like, "Yeah, that's Emma and Felix." <laughs> like, <laughs> Unsurprising. Is, yeah, absolutely. Um, my dad, my parents definitely were probably like, "Oh, another project." <laughs> Damn it! Like, but uh, Emma's parents or family back in Sweden, they were probably a bit more confused because um, yeah, I guess it's not very big in Sweden. It. No, but.
3: But they were super supportive and just, like, curious, seeing photos. They're like, oh, yeah, that's yeah, Have they that's been awesome. to see it? Some of them, yeah. yeah. What do they think? Uh, they haven't seen it since it's been done up and since we moved in. So they sort of – they were there in the middle of the process and, you know, helping out a bit. So I think they enjoyed it. But uh, we'll see when they come back um, in September. Cool. Yeah. And how
2: do you go entertaining? Are you, Can you have people over – yeah. For lunch and dinner. Can you have people stay the night if you want?
3: Yeah, definitely. So we have our little bedroom and then we have a day bed that sort of folds out into a double bed. So we can have visitors. Um, and so we have like a little living room and kitchen table. And the kitchen table folds out. So from being just the two of us on a day-to-day basis, we can fold it out so it becomes like... Yeah, seating for five people Uh, but usually when we have dinners we just sort of you know just sit wherever it's pretty casual kind of dinner setting yeah
2: Mm.
1: and it's becoming more and more popular i mean people choosing different ways of living these days are you part of any communities or is there much of a community down where you are with other people doing similar things
0: yeah definitely like the housing market of course it's crazy mostly on the coast and a lot of the people who live on move down to the coast they're moving down there for the lifestyle Um, and so I think a lot of people don't want to give up that lifestyle of freedom of being able to go surfing when you like or whatever it might be and not having to just be at a nine to five job working to pay off a mortgage so I think a lot of people are very attracted to it and want to have a go at it it's just that next step of actually doing it I think is a big step for a lot of people but yeah it's so supportive down on the coast um I haven't met anybody who's been like you're crazy or (laughs) anything like that it's
3: yeah most people are just like oh they just really enjoy hearing about it they have so many questions and I guess a lot of our friends are really keen on kind of looking into buying property together as a group because of the, uh, the prices because we all want to stay around Toki, Janjak um, and it's it's really not possible with yeah. even two full-time wages. Um, you need to kind of buy in with one or two other people or couples. Yeah. So it's, it's uh, yeah, you can really see that that's been like a big sort of talking point the last couple of years. And are you close to the
2: water? You're obviously both keen surfers.
0: Yeah, we're... It's- not much of more than a stones throw away from Bells so it's pretty pretty awesome. Um we can't we could walk there if you like but it's a bit over 2k's from the water. We don't have ocean views or anything but <laughs> we face to the north where I'd rather anyway instead of getting the howling southwesterlies that you get mm-hmm. most days. We get beautiful northerly light and um yeah, you know, we get thermal heating <laughs> most of the time except for overnight so yeah, it's great.
3: And I guess having like nature surrounding us—that's probably why the, the tiny space doesn't feel claustrophobic. Because when we look out of any of our um, ten windows, <laughs> <laughs> it's just nature. So plenty of natural light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it doesn't feel like you know, probably a New York apartment is thirty square meters—the same size would feel a lot more claustrophobic mm. than our. Uh, tiny house.
0: Which is really crazy because my uncle lives in New York and he's lived there for many years now except his first apartment he lived in was actually smaller in space than what our bus is. So Less
2: than 30 metres.
0: 30 square metres, yeah. he And and that's kind of like a typical thing over there. He was mm. having to step into his bathtub and out the other side to go to the toilet <laughs> kind of thing.
2: <laughs> that's bad design. Yeah,
0: oh, terrible design. <laughs> and like... You know, not pumping off our own tyres, really, except we don't have to do that. <laughs> like, no pun intended. You know, no, 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 it's not at all. <laughs> you know, it's a yeah, it's a space that works and we have all the essential things that we need. So, yeah, by having the surroundings that we do, like it is pretty crazy and it must be crazy for Em a lot of the time. Like you look outside and there's a whole mob of kangaroos literally just <laughs> right next to <laughs> yeah. us and, yeah, you can't really see or... He, see a road really either where we are and yeah it's pretty special takes me 10 minutes to get to work and go through one roundabout takes them five minutes to get to work and (laughs) you know we're not sitting in traffic or anything and I guess that's the big thing like we don't want to lose our lifestyle and that's somewhat how we've got to where we are is by it's all about lifestyle as well as wanting to live as sustainable as possible.
2: Do you guys find that Obviously, you're not living right next to people, but you obviously still have a community that you feel very connected to and you know your neighbours. Yeah,
3: definitely, yeah. Well, we yeah, we basically do live right next to people, like in a sense with the other people living on the same property. Yeah. And I think that's definitely been, yeah, a really, um, really good part about it because, like, for example, there's another couple with a baby and we can help them out um, to babysit like we've just built a really nice connection um, with them and if we're you know baking or or making something where you know you kind of just walk over and leave it on the other um, other couple's front Ask doorstep. Ask them for a cup of sugar. Yeah, yeah. totally. For sure. <laughs> and are sure. they
1: are they in a house on the property? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's nice. At least you've got in case you really, you know, need to have that home connection or that house connection. You can pop in there and yeah you know if you need to totally yeah. and were these friends of yours before yeah. yeah
0: yeah yeah we've been great friends for years now so you didn't it, just rock up and out. No, <laughs> <laughs> no <off> <laughs> nah, look who all. had the
1: biggest backyard and yeah. then
3: there, there was a
0: stage where emma and i didn't didn't yeah, when have we started that plan build, yeah. yeah when we started to build it we didn't have that planned of where we're we going to put it we're just like it all saw itself out and it did surprisingly like mm really easily and that, I guess that comes from the support that we have down there in the community and um yeah we kind of just fell on our feet once again somehow yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah like it just yeah, it
3: couldn't have worked out better yeah
0: it couldn't have worked out better at all yeah so they're all really great friends and yeah it just works like everybody you know gets along and it's exactly like having fantastic neighbors that most people have in australia and throughout the world like everybody gets along most of the time with your neighbors and you can go across knock on the door just help yourself to you know a lemon if you need a lemon for baking (laughs) or whatever it might be it's the exact same thing yeah
3: yeah it's kind of like a a bit of a new age like um style because everyone has professional jobs it's like, everyone is bringing something mm-hmm. to the space and everyone is very keen on projects. So you imagine, like, when it's, when it's all of us doing a work in B, how much we get down with the garden, for example, compared to just living by yourself, yeah, doing definitely. your own garden. Yeah. So it's, like, yeah, it's pretty wild. And, like
0: and a big part is in Sweden, like, it's really uncommon to see people fence their properties. Like, this is my property and that's the line, kind mm. of deal it's not really common in sweden and yeah we like it's the same it's nearly the same living like that what we're doing there's no boundaries between each other's houses or anything like that and it's nearly mimicked like that in sweden a lot of the time unless you're living on a farm where you need to have fences because of livestock but you go into suburbia sweden in the north where emma's from and it's exactly like that
2: and i love the sound of um you guys looking after your friend's baby and assume they're going to return the favor when yeah, they better. <laughs> when you guys have yours is it how 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 far along are you Emma?
3: um halfway yeah cool. so just over 20 weeks which is yeah makes this whole living style really interesting and exciting yeah how do you think it's going to change or impact you at all I suppose, like we're just sort of thinking, a baby's really small for quite a long time, because <laughs> people are like, "Oh, so where, where, you know, where's the bedroom gonna be?" Well, don't probably don't really need a bedroom for the baby. It's not gonna the demand first few years. privacy for a while. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> I think that's that's probably when when we're gonna have to think about building a tiny bit bigger tiny house. You know, when when the kids start needing, yeah, it's privacy.
2: I've got to say, guys, you've really sold the lifestyle to me, (laughs) January.
3: Yeah, no, definitely. Should pack
2: it all
1: up? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we should, Rose. Um, No, it does sound great, guys, and very inspiring. Um, For other people out there that might be considering doing something similar, did you have any advice?
0: Mm. Just do it. (laughs) (laughs) What are you going to lose, really? Like it's not a giant investment and, you know, you'll learn from every little experience that you do along the way and, yeah, have a crack.
3: I'd probably say that doing maybe a smaller DIY would probably be a good idea before you kind of go for the whole bus, maybe like a little caravan or like, a yeah, just like putting so, a bed in the van. Yeah. You know, and just see if you enjoy it. Realistic steps.
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe realistic steps. Yeah. That's probably a good idea. It's a little practice go. It's like having the indoor plant
3: before you get the pet. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, for yeah. sure. It is a bit of a commitment and, yeah, you... It's definitely a plus to have some um, skilled friends with different trades mm. for sure.
1: What do you think this uh, lifestyle has taught you the most or how's living differently changed you?
0: I think it's taught me that it's not much different to yeah. uh, the way we were living prior, so yeah, decluttering really and getting of rid sacrifices. of our stuff hasn't been an issue. Like I said before, we just it's like we live in a, you know, one bedroom apartment that's a single dwelling on a epic property, like A lot of people in Melbourne live in one-bedroom apartments and they have the exact same amount of storage realistically as what Mm. we could.
3: We uh, we should probably mention that we have – we've quite recently built a shed. So we have the bus and we had all our stuff under the bus, so like our surfboards and camping gear and that. But we have a three-by-three shed next to the bus – so like we, we yeah we do have certain things and it's like Get more storage space yeah so we'd have a little bit of storage space.
0: It's basically like a homemade flat pack three by three shed and yeah it's got all our gear and everything and that was the one thing that's just made our life that extra bit easier. Yeah, instead like,
3: of having to crawl under the bus try and find that tub of wetsuits. Oh, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. Lost. <laughs> <laughs>
2: now it's all. Soon you'll neat. be storing little baby surfboards as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, if there's um, people listening who would like to find out more about you, where can they follow you or find out more? Um,
3: Best place is probably on Instagram, so The Sandy Bus. The Sandy Bus on Instagram. Great.
1: Great. Well, thank you so much, guys. It's been really interesting. I know you've probably inspired a whole bunch of new people to to give this a go. Yeah,
0: Fingers crossed. (laughs) Yeah. Give it a crack. Hit us up. You're not going to lose (laughs) anything. (laughs) Thanks for having us.
1: Thank Thank you. This has been Somewhere Else, a podcast by Domain. Please remember to subscribe, rate and review us on iTunes. And tell your mum. Send us to a friend. It's how we get the word out. We'll chat to you soon. Somewhere Else.